Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast is brought to you by PayMaya. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zang. Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. Hey, this is TJP, the Phil and Flash, and you are listening to Stan, Ro, Chino, and Camos on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are listening to the longest-running weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, and I'm sort of beginning to lose track kung pang ilang episode na natin to in the super kaduper extreme bajillion enhanced community quarantine era. This, this, is, this is the fourth episode of the ECQ. All right, number four. Uh, Stan C here. I'm joined by Romaran, who you just heard. Chino Liao also with us. Raf Camus also on the line. How's it going? Hey. Fella? Hey, guys, you know what day it is? Because I don't. <laughs> I know what day it is. It's, it's the day Thursday. everyone unites. It's the day where everyone unites against Coco Pimenta. Oh, wait, yeah. wait, we have a lot to say about that. But before we do that, counting positivity, Muna, because our friends from Maya are actually one against COVID-19. And they've been partnering with several organizations from Red Cross, UNICEF, and Caritas Manila. So all of our PayMaya users can actually select which cause you want to help. And if you want to do that, all you have to do is to check out donate.paymaya.com for the list of current partners and for the partners that will be added as we go along. Now to donate, all you have to do is to click pay bills in the app and you just need to put 00000 or that's five zeros in the account number and the amount you're willing to donate, which I hope is not just five zeros, right? So it's that easy. I actually just did it right before we started recording. So uh, let's do our part from home. Let's donate from home. Let's help from home. Is there is there a minimum uh, amount for a donation? It's a small app. Like, is is there a limit or is there a minimum? No, uh, you can give whatever. I, I think you can give whatever amount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So so do that and do that now. Okay. So so then we start. Sa nega or sa positive. <laughs> I think we should Let's, get the negative out of our system. It, yeah, get it all out of the system, man. If you hold it in, you get cancer. But putang ina ko pumintel mamatay ka. Okay. Uh, so for those of you who've been living under a rock, and for those of you who missed the um, grand brouhaha that happened over social media last night, and for uh, people who are outside the country and not paying attention, do we yeah, have sure. a couple of listeners? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, one of our senators here in the Great Republic of the Philippines, Coco Pimentel, tested positive for COVID-19. So uh, he was the second senator to announce that he tested positive. But the kicker was that he had exposed himself to an entire delivery room uh, for, for pregnant women. Ex- exposed At- himself? Well, he had exposed them to Sorry, sorry, sorry. He had exposed in the delivery room to the virus. He basically uh, contaminated he, the hospital. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which was Makati Medical Center. So um, his wife is pregnant. She's uh, reportedly due to give birth in a few days. 
No, so, she's wait, wait, pause, pause, pause. Not give birth for a C-section, a planned C-section. Is that because, not giving uh, birth? No, no, no. no it, there's a difference. There's a difference. There's a difference. They're they're doing the procedure prematurely because the wife is only at thirty-seven weeks pregnant. That that is um, way too early. Yeah. Right. So. And they say that this is going to happen because apparently the wife is showing symptoms of the disease as well. So they yeah, wanted so- to, you know, preempt um, waiting for the baby to come out because the baby might have it as well, I guess. Yeah, um, we're, we're actually not sure if the virus can be passed on via childbirth. I'm not a doctor, so I wouldn't really know. But the bigger issue here is that um, an adult who was... Uh, who was a carrier of the virus or who tested positive for the virus was at a hospital where there are vulnerable frontliners and when, where there are other pregnant women who are even more vulnerable to whatever disease uh, COVID-19 can cause, right? So it, it caused a huge uproar over social media. Everyone is angry um, from a scale of zero to Coco Pimentel. How angry are you? Um, yeah. It's hospital it was later found out that Coco Pimentel, in his infinite wisdom, decided to pay a visit to SNR in um, Taguig. BGC. Yeah, yeah, BGC, yeah, BGC, right? BGC right? man. Like the side, uh, mics. Oh. Okay, uh, I'm, I'm going to start. I, I, I just want to say, I, I just want to say thank you to Makati Medical Center and to SNR for being very diligent and for really standing up for themselves and sticking to their guns about it. Because um, in, in these times of uh, selective justice and selective compassion, it, it's high time to hold people accountable. And you know, I, I just have to commend them for really putting the effort to, to hold the senator accountable for his actions. What's even worse, I think, is that uh, so, he, he pretty much says, he pretty much tries to justify himself and uh, tries to defend himself by saying that he had to be there. But obviously, uh, whether he knew of the test results or not, he knew he was at risk. And that is super uh, bad form for him. It's all yeah. idiotic. It's also very idiotic on his end. No, I don't think, I think it can't be credited to uh, ignorance anymore. This is just negligence on a conscious level. Like he knew he was sick and he, yet he still did these things. Like it's been blasted all over the news. He's a senator for crying out loud. How can he not know that he should have stayed at home? That's impossible. Hold on. I, I, I don't condone people calling him an idiot or calling him stupid. Because clearly, because he graduated top of his class, blah, blah, blah. Got himself a law degree, blah, blah, blah. The fact that there's an utak and the fact that you already know what the guidelines and the protocol are and you still willingly and conscientiously broke them, that is a sign of irresponsibility, selfishness, and self-entitledness. And that's, yes. the, bigger, that, that's the bigger crime here, if it can be considered a crime. The fact that you willingly and conscientiously put others in the in harm's way. Yes, that is exactly the point of this whole anger directed towards him. He had a choice, he made the wrong choice, and now he's just he he, he it's it's flabbergasting is what it is. At least you're using flabbergasting right. Yeah. No way, I, I wanna say that. Um you might think that it was ignorance or arrogance, but I do think it was also a little bit of stupidity because he didn't think about uh, how people would react to to the entire episode. 
Um, they really not realize that people would find out, get mad to this degree, to this scale. Yeah, um, so, so here's the thing. But people are now reacting on social media and people are using the hashtag Halalan2022. And the sad fact is the joke is on you because he just got re-elected last year and his term ends in 2025. And ah, even yeah, then, he's not eligible to run again for the Senate until 2028. Ah, That's but you see, Stan, you teach them. This also extends to his party members as well. So there's a bit of party politics there since he is admin aligned. So their non-movement against him, non-sanctioning of him, also plays into this. So remember what type of people they are protecting as well. There is that factor. No, I don't think the matter repercussions against the party. You have to remember, Camus, we're a cult. No, within the party. Within the party. Within their party. That's the thing. He's the president of their party. How is he going to get affected? Uh, they have to remove him at some point. Call for his resignation. Something. Hold Pretty him sure accountable. That way. No, I, I agree with Camus. Uh, somehow, the, the, the trolls are already disowning him. So at this point, to save political face, most likely uh, they're going to do some some sort of culling here. We don't know what it is yet, but they should be making a move if they know what's good for them. I hope so. I, I'd like to see that. You know, I, I would prepare my popcorn for that if that were um, to ever happen. Um, you know, I'm, I'm surprised that all of us have uh, remained relatively uh, light about this. No one like sprak talaga. Like we managed to get through this podcast without, without spraking. So let's shift gears while we're in a good place right now and talk about Rusev. We Ooh, haven't seen good guy Rusev! Good yeah, guy we haven't seen Rusev on TV in a while, but uh, he made headlines on social media for an act of kindness, which was donating $20,000 uh, to the WWE staff whose income would be affected by the pandemic. Yep, and it's way is... more than Braun Strowman ever pledged. He, he apparently, freelancers, apparently freelancers are your crew. Is that true? Uh, what yeah, 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 yeah. If that's the case, that, that is terrible. Yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised that that uh, is a that that, that happens in the WWE basically. Because hey, your wrestlers are a freelance, technically no work, no pay. So I I would also assume that from time to time, there are production crew that freelancers then. Actually, yeah, yeah. Well, I was gonna gonna say, not just the production crew, but even the security. So this is the tweet, um, and I'm gonna quote it verbatim. He says, "There you in go." Bulgaria, we say it's not a lot, but it's from the heart. I pledge $20,000 to any of my WWE extended family that are sitting at home without income. We can't do it without y'all, production, security, etc. Love y'all, end quote. Okay, so you guys remember that big burly man from Australia who usually travels with the WWE crew when they come through Manila, the bodyguard of Sheamus, that guy? Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's like, I did, I was able to get uh, a word and yeah, at some point. Now he's like he has his own company, and when they get recruited for gigs like this, they do take on like a uh, freelancer type contract. So if Wait, it, it's the one nice and top gold, right? yep, yes. that yes. that big burly that mofo, yeah, that guy, he operates under those circumstances. So you can imagine like the WWE guys have like X number of like bodyguards when they travel, right? And then depending on like if they're rolling through East Coast, West Coast, international, it depends who's traveling with them. So 
from time to time it would change so i think a freelancer contract is not outside of the you know outside of the norm for a setup like that yeah, I'm just really impressed that he went out of his way to actually pledge this. Um, you know, not every wrestler would actually do it. Considering that Rusev is also twiddling his thumbs right now, he doesn't have a storyline. I don't know if he's going to be at Mania or whatever. Or and if he's really, after Mania, yeah. Yeah, it's just really an act of kindness that I think is worth commending because you know, um, he didn't have to do this. And you know, um, in the same light, this, the uh, uh, the last time we recorded, we were talking about Braun Strowman and how tone deaf and insensitive he came off. So. Um, uh, it, it's very heartwarming. It's a, it's very refreshing to to see this from someone else. Yep. No, I think it's also it could, we could also thank Rusev's uh, immigrant background because he came over from Bulgaria, uh, started from scratch basically, and he knows what it's like to you know not have uh, a decent, uh, regular job or anything. Whereas you know Braun Strowman is the son of a baseball player, so I'm pretty sure he has been stable all his life. So good on good on Rusev for doing the right thing. Yeah, considering, yeah, considering Rusev had to come from such roots uh, is a big factor into why he's so generous. And I mean, right now, we don't see him on TV, but I, as far as I know, he's actually doing a movie with Lana. He's one of the executive producers, if I'm not mistaken. So for him to even just consider doing this and actually push through with it, it just says a lot about the man. Yep. Good guy, Rusev. Good guy, Rusev. And a belated happy birthday, Lana, who turned a year older just the other day. Oh, well, that's nice. All right. Uh, uh, do we have anything else from, like, wrestlers doing good things? Because I got one after this. Like, if you... Yes, yeah, okay, go. Go. Let's All right, guys. wrestlers doing good things. So, um, on a local level... This week, um, I know that my stablemates, Jemmerlin and Cali Nueva, are going to be auctioning off some things. Jemmerlin, in particular, is doing some ring-worn gear. Like, she's gonna... She's auctioning this off for the production of PPEs through a friend of hers. So, if anyone wants to support that, go check out her Facebook and Twitter page for unique bids. Like that's going All on right. by the time by the time of her, by the time this is up that should be out. What is Kali doing? He's doing some art. I don't know specifically what, but by the time this episode is up, it should be there. So I'm just putting the word out, guys. Now, y'all's watch out for us. Naughty boys are coming in full effect very soon. Was this your way of putting yourself over, Gavos? Chinos, <laughs> there is no need to put myself over. You want me to put myself <laughs> over? I can do that. Because you're saying naughty boys, we, us. There's a lot of us here, not yep. uh, you. Yep. You want to talk about my day job, Chino? You want to start talking about my day job? <laughs> no, I'm just pointing out what the role called out. There's I know. I get what y'all saying, but you wait for it. Do you want Camus V1 gear to go no, for auction? What else? Who the hell is Auction me sapatos mo. Yes. Sino sa Camus? Actually, no, I you know I do have I do have one pair that I could auction off. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it. Actually, you know, you know that's what's right. No, I am I am a size 13 as well. So But you don't like sneakers, Chino. You also don't like me. 
<laughs> you also don't like me. Do you think I wear all the time loafers? I was. No, I, I thought you were like a sneakerhead. You, no, you I'm not a sneakerhead. Why, you question why people are sneakerheads. No, I am not a sneakerhead per se. Pero magsusot naman ako ng sapatos. Sapatos pa rin yan, diba? Oh, sige. Ayan. So, kung in-auction ko to for 12,000 pesos, babayaran mo ba? Hindi. If you, if you, accept, if you accept credit cards, you will probably take I will. I will think about it sincerely. All right, co-host, I'm holding you to that. But I'm thinking about, I'll think about it, dude. I have other things that I can auction off, but I'm not, I'm not in the business of auctioning and producing stuff just now, okay? Like, day job's taking its toll with the, uh, with the uh, efforts and stuff. If anyone wants to talk to me about that, message me yeah, individually. Yeah, no, Amos actually doing his part in this uh, pandemic, so. It is fucking exhausting. Sorry, have we also talked about uh, before? I can't remember if we did that. John Moxley has also been donating. Yeah, uh, secretly. I, I said that like last episode, like as a throwaway. Yeah. But yeah, yeah he's he not... secretly been donating to in indie promotions, right? Yeah, um, I would say the guys got done at least three. Like the the internet's come across about three, and then um, I mean the only other person that we know has come out in public saying that he's donating to indie wrestlers is Ali, who did it for the Chicago show that uh, Pro Wrestling Tees put on, I think, last week, yeah. Good on them. I wonder what Vince is doing, per se. Well, Vince is Republican. No, I think he's uh, trying to mount WrestleMania too big for one night. That's yeah, what he's doing. Sana ba yara niya stuff no, yeah. No, you know, Vince Vince is not a mouth like a, what's this called? Isn't fucking people over on a labor like on a labor edge. But I don't know, man. At least for this show, just let him get it over with then then we can grill him about how he's gonna handle this bullshit. Hey, uh, but, you know, before we move on, I just want to talk about the possibility of an off-season. Because um, there have been rumors about it. My counting dirty chatter about um, WWE putting their programming on hold after WrestleMania. And the reason that is so that they can get over it and then give everyone a break, just like everybody else. So, yeah, this was actually going to happen. Well, you well, know, it does happen, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's one of those things that it was a scenario I was playing in my head when we found out that WrestleMania was still gonna go on by Hooker by Crook. And I was like, hmm, so does that mean there's a raw after mania or does the raw after mania happen three months after? Two months after, six months after? Whenever it happens, I don't mind. Yeah, it's really just surprising that all it took for yeah. an actual off-season was a pandemic. You know, it's even more surprising <laughs> that it took a pandemic. It took a pandemic, a globally affecting pandemic to just change how things are done. There are even talks of how the WWE is going about its business from now on. Is is this going to force Vince to actually push through with the tier system on the network? Is he going to push through with selling pay-per-views to the likes of ESPN? Nobody knows, but because it's just it's it's a thing that nobody expected to happen. So it yeah. just it doesn't just affect how we view the business or how we view the sport, but how the business is actually run. 
what ha- what's happening there on that level with the uh, with the selective pay per view seeding basically is Vince like trying to spread spread and how do you say this give the, give people exclusives on other streaming services outside of the network if you think it sounds weird it is but from a business sense it does make enough sense but you're screwing too many of these loyal fans over eh, in the long run suddenly the 9.99 paycheck uh the 9.99 uh we call this fee for being on the network is it sounding so sulit anymore hindi na siya sulit bayad kasi pag nag-tier ka ibig sabihin noon may chance na mas mag mas magmahal yung network diba yeah um all the stock of streaming services is just really making me applaud all these content providers who have made things free uh while we're all stuck at home so shout out to NBA League Pass Shout out to Pornhub Premium. Have you guys subscribed? <laughs> Tagal na, sir. Yeah. Premium? To Premium, uh, really? I said you pay. Uh, I had I had a I had a Premium account for a while that I just reactivated. Yeah, I tried it once, but uh, <laughs> feeling I don't feeling going the because I'm so Yeah, yeah. I I just I was curious. I know, we should definitely try that again. Well, I, yeah, I I gave it a try last night, and I am not regretting the decision so far. Also, Audible, uh, audio book company Audible is putting up a free month of audio books online. So if you want to, you know, use this time to learn something, check that out as well. And scribe, but scribe. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, Tina, stop promoting other audio listening content. We need to audio people books. to listen to us. Audio books, <laughs> audio content. They, they they still need their ears. They can only listen to one this thing at just, a time. This is the podcast, sir, where we just shout at each other for an hour. Less than an hour. Okay. Okay. Uh, One last thing that we need to talk about before we get to the last stretch of our March Madness WrestleMania bracket. Uh, I got to talk about AEW. And there were two big things that happened this week on the show. So on Dynamite. There was that face-to-face confrontation between Chris uh, Jericho and Matt Hardy, and then there was Luke Harper. Uh, Luke Harper today, uh, Brody Lee. You know, you, you get used to calling a guy a name for for so many years. Um, so FK. Brody Lee, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Brody Lee, FK, Luke Harper. So there was a vignette of him uh, having steak, uh, being like a Vince McMahon parody of sorts, and then he debuted in the ring against QT Marshall, right? Uh, what are your thoughts on the way that they're packaging and presenting Brody Lee so far? Because for me, was that, was I... okay, sorry, go no, no, you go first. Go first. Yeah, yeah. For me, I like the sight of him uh, being in a suit, being the leader of a crew, and being this this domineering guy na talagang walang pakialam for the people he's under. So yun typical uh, typical type A na bossing na you can't fuck with him. And it's, it? it's it's high time now nah, he gets this type of role. I, I've never seen him in this role, and it's a role I want to see him thrive in. Was I the only one who picked up on the fact that he was sort of parodying Vince, like with the sneeze, the whole daddy eats yeah. first thing? I the fact that they're using him as a tool against the WWE. Like, I know the WWE did him dirty, but at the same time, this guy is so much more talented than just to be a pawn in this game. It, it's you know I mean? so it's so TNA moves. Na, TNA use uh, for those who don't understand the reference. Uh, back in TNA's high uh, high peak, uh, they were doing a lot of gimmicks and angles and references to how 
uh, WWE was always just the other company superior than yeah. them, so they're always taking shots. And to me, this is so so minor league for them to do. AEW should be minding their own business. Kahit na maybe may pagkabitter si si Brody Lee for having been treated badly in WWE. It's just not good form for them. Yeah, yeah they but, need to give, yeah they need to give Brody Lee more depth here. Like sayang siya. He's the le- leader of this cult, and all he does is mock Vince McMahon. I mean, come on, that's not guys. It's cult. been a week. It has been a week. The setup for the Dark Order Kalokohan has been what ongoing for no. months now. No, but to me, because uh, hmm. this week was such a disjoint from uh, from just such a disconnect from from last week from when he debuted. From when he first appeared, like uh, that time, he was like being so menacing and threatening. And then now, this week in that dinner segment, it was kind of like uh, it was kind of like a cartoonish evil boss character to me. I don't know if anyone else picked up on that. Oh, but, but I mean, cartoonish. It's like it's a it's a real person. Like I I can imagine a person like that. I can imagine. Yeah, yeah, I, I have worked for a boss like that, but. <laughs> <laughs> We ain't gotta talk about bosses. In a way, in a way, cause to me it was kind of outlandish, even if it is somehow grounded in reality. But it it sink yung tone from last week's appearance to this week's. Um, I don't know about you, Robo, but for me, like if they wanna get just get this shit out of the way, get it out of their system, and then they can move on to actually giving him layers and depth as a character, then go right ahead. And I trust AEW at this point to actually do that. So. If they can get this shit out of their system, then skina, go na, just do it. Sana magibasa next week. Sana there is more to you know just being him being a, a dick boss. Um, I'm hoping. That's just what I'm seeing now. Yeah. yeah um, speaking of, uh, are you guys still on AEW? Yeah, uh, I was just gonna bring up another, uh, just one last quick bit on, uh, last quick bit on Brandy Rhodes being the announcer. Like I think it's hilarious. I think it's a funny joke. Well, obviously, um, wow. you know, there are some some uh, real life situations that uh, made this happen. The fact that Justin Roberts can't travel for, for whatever reason. Um, I, I just think it's funny now. Brandy's back to ring announcing when it's clearly something she didn't like and that she doesn't like to do. Tapos they incorporated it in her character. And hindi ko lang din gusto kasi parang, they were already trying to make her like the manager of the Nightmare Collective and all that. And now all yeah. of a sudden that's down the drain. So there's a bit of a disjoint in her character as well. Parang na, gu- parang uh, nag-surface lang yung how how funny it is na ring announcer na siya ulit. Kaya I'm, I've been letting that fact slide. Well, it, it was just, it's funny to me that the night, even the, with the Nightmare Collective, it's not as consistent as any of the other stables. Eh. Diba? Like, weren't they not a thing once anymore and then suddenly bumalik sila? And now they have this extra guy at QT Marshall. It, to me, it's the, it's like uh, it's not as consistent. No, QT isn't part of the collective. He's part of the Nightmare family. Like apparently, there's a difference. The Nightmare collective was in heel group in a Brandy and Kong and uh, the Bald Girl or you know, whatever her name was. And then the okay. Nightmare family is the mangares bakni Cody. So it's Arn Anderson, Dustin Rhodes, Tommy okay. Dreamer, Stephen Amell, QT yeah, Marshall. Yeah, yeah. It should have come up with a different name, man. It's confusing. Yeah, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure it's probably gonna be explained on like AW Dark, which neither of us watch. <laughs> yeah, but right, uh, Gino, some... wait, sorry, just, Camus, just, a Camus, quick, go just a quick bit, just a quick bit on Dark this like this week. They're working with a lot of like local talent 
from like out of work local talent and Tony oh, Khan. That's who those were. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's like they're local indie guys. Like literally everyone on Dark has a match with a local indie guy. Yes. Okay. Who, so Tony Khan went on Twitter and was like, "Yo guys, okay, we know there are a lot of out of work wrestlers, so we're putting them on Dark." Okay, because I was wondering, I was watching Dark one of the only times I actually do like fully throughout. And I was wondering who all these guys were and why they were getting such high-level talent as opponents. Like, I don't know whatever the tag team that faced uh, the Nightmare family did to get that match, but now it actually makes sense because you got uh, AEW is trying to throw them a bone. Well, it's not just it's not just throwing them a bone. It's more like also this is what AEW said they were gonna come out to do. Now be this type of uh, organization. Can you? Im- yeah, it's it's one of those deals. Now, okay, are they going to sign these guys? Is that no, going no? That's that's the thing. Now you can't you can't sign everyone, and AEW itself has a problem with signing too many people. At the end of the day, because it's like WWE couldn't even be bothered to bring up too many. Like, okay, how many how many developmental guys were on on Raw this week? No, like three, two, two, three guys. Somebody back yeah, yeah, Brendan Pink and like uh, see Leon Ruff. Yeah, like two guys. Yeah, two, two, Shane three. Thorne, guys. Uh, Shane Thorne. Okay, Shane Thorne. Shane Thorne counts to a degree, but there were enough like guys who who were available, who made themselves available, and worked as well. And for lack of a better term, enhancement talent. But AEW gave these guys like, okay, we know you're out of work. We know you're. You're not going to be able to get a paycheck for a while. So let's put you on TV. Let's see what we can do for you. And they're helping elevate guys that probably won't get elevated in the long run if they were stuck at home on their asses in self-quarantine, diba? Right? It's a good thing. Yeah, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's a big thing. I'm not saying it's not a good thing. I'm just saying I'm big with all the random faces I'm seeing now. So... I, want, I wish there's a long-term plan for all these guys. You know, every week they'll just job to like Jake Hager or some time. You know, I'm all for having fresh faces on TV. I was gonna say the guy who got Jake Hager is actually pretty good. Like if you look for his other stuff, he's like he's I, I remember. Rondo, right? Yeah, I remember. I remember him from like a random indie show that I caught a while back. Any other stuff from AEW or like NXT that you guys want to get into? Hey, speaking of NXT, um, they are showing all the are going to start to show all the matches scheduled for Takeover Tampa on NXT TV starting April first, I believe. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, thank you. Uh, thanks for reminding me, Chino. So yeah, so that's happening uh, starting April one US time, April two Dita Sapinas. Um, that will be the week right before WrestleMania. So we're going to start seeing these matches, right? That's why Tino Lane and the stories this week, uh, including qualifiers for the ladder match for the women. Ladder so match. I think this is a good move, yeah. I think this is a great move on their end to keep the stories going and to keep putting out some form of content. And unlike Raw and SmackDown, I kind of trust NXT to at least keep chugging along. Like, I don't think they really need an offseason because their schedule isn't as grueling as... Raw and SmackDowns are. They don't. They don't need an off season, man. They just need to pick and choose who goes up there. Because yeah, it's revolving door to Yeah, it's not like all the guys who are on NXT appear on NXT every week, 
Yeah. So the deal with NXT is that you have too too many guys, too many guys that are doing the live loop, too many guys that are, you know, not necessarily languishing. I mean, you have you have them pop up every now and then, but you have guys the caliber of Austin Theory who are just being picked up this week for ideas that are going to play out maybe over the next two, three weeks. So if you look at NXT right now, they are way stacked. And there are so many guys that are waiting in the wings or that need to come up and have like a small program. But, you know, we're getting to the point where if you look at how many guys you can run on TV, you can probably run maybe three, four months without having the same guy appear and have everyone else that's TV ready. Not, not necessarily the entire PC go bananas. But you have guys, you have guys that can just slot into that level of programming that NXT is doing, even if, you know, they take a break. So I'd say after all of this, you know, let the stories wrap up and then give these guys a break and have them join the offseason, but keep putting emphasis on those other guys. Yes, works for me. All right. right. Okay. Uh, so we've uh, tackled everything wrestling related, I guess, for the week. Um, SmackDown isn't going to happen until Saturday, Manila time. So we'll talk about that along with Raw on our next, next episode. Time. Yeah. Yeah. For now, let's get some fun stuff. We've got the third installment of our March Madness here on the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. So if you haven't heard it yet, uh, please do check out the last two episodes. Sinimula Namin, um, two episodes ago. With the first round with 32 matchups, that means we put 64 of the most memorable WrestleMania matches and we pit, uh, put them head-to-head against one another in a very randomized bracket. That's why some first-round matchups were uh, more contentious than others. And we did the second round in previous episodes. So now we are down to the Sweet 16. And hopefully we can finish it off and crown a winner before we all have to go have dinner. Gago. Right? <laughs> I think we can do this. Yeah, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. It's 5.05 p.m. on my watch. And you know, for, for a lot of us, since we're all at home anyway, we're all eating dinner at 6. So, Ro, as the bracket master, can you fill us in again? Ro, can you do a quick rundown of the Sweet 16 for us? All right, all right. Okay. Hold up. First, we got the triple threat from WrestleMania 20, uh, Edge versus Del Rio of WrestleMania 27, Edge versus Undertaker, WrestleMania 24, uh, Savage Steamboat from WrestleMania 3, uh, Bret Hart, Steve Austin, 13, HBK, Razor Ramon, ladder match. Uh, it's like the triple threat from WrestleMania 30, the Miz versus Cena for the WWE Championship, Bret versus Owen, HBK versus Flair, triple threat ladder match. Kofi Mania, Austin versus HBK, hold on, Rock versus Hogan, HBK versus Kurt Angle, and the TLC match. TLC won. TLC won. Uh, All right, right. Lots of very memorable matches there. And again, these brackets are so random. Until now, I don't even know who will be in Sweet 16. Yeah, so that's how no, random that was, in, that was in order. No, that was in order. That was in order. Oh, of, yes, sir. All right. Let's right, begin. Let's begin. Uh, yeah, as usual, quick recap Ryan. of the rules. Yeah, quick recap yeah, of the rules. Okay, yeah. so uh, Ro is going to be dictating you matchups, and then we all get to cast a vote. 
And in the event of a tie, kind of like what we had in the last episode, uh, Babyface producer Ryan steps in with a coin. He will flip it and tell us the <laughs> result after we call Kwanong side yung match na yun. Uh, brother, brother, brother. Game? Game, game, yep. game? Game, let's do it. Right. Yep. Yep. First match of, of, of the Swiss, uh, Swiss, Sweet 16 round. Sweet <laughs> triple, The triple threat, Voldemort versus Shawn Michaels versus Triple H, WrestleMania 20. Uh, versus Edge versus Del Rio. I think it's pretty clear here. Yeah, uh, triple threat for me. Triple yeah, threat, easy. easy. That, uh, yeah, easy. Uh, the the weeds are uh, cut here. Next up, Edge versus Taker going up against Savage Steamboat. Ooh. This is easier for me than it is for Stan. Yeah, because, me too. I mean, you have to give it to Savage Steamboat in this scenario, and it's one All of right. those. It's one of those. Yeah, I hate to see it, but voila. It holds up. I, I, I do think I'm it holds right. up. Yeah, yeah, it, it holds. It does. I mean, it, we wouldn't be talking about it many, many years later has had it not held up so well. No, actually, yeah. I'm I'm saving I'm saving my argument for that match when we get the final four because this one's making final four, baby. Uh, yeah, so we, uh, I'm gonna we, vote for Ed Staker because he's already I'm just gonna give it yeah. a pity vote. Go ahead. Go yeah. ahead. Fair enough. Do you? Next up, Hart versus Austin, WrestleMania 13 versus the Shawn Michaels and Razor Ramon ladder match. Oh, God damn it! You know I hate this. I hate this ladder match. I hate this, this ladder hard. match with Wait, a back. Ladder match. Why? As in you? Really no, because it, it, no, because everyone that it goes up against, it's like. I'm I'm rooting for the other guy. I'm always rooting for the other guy. That's the okay. problem here. Oh shit! See, I like both of these enough to say that if it does go to a tie, I want it to be bad. Okay. <laughs> I'll let things. I don't even vote, man. Okay, Wuda. I will. I will go for tie. Yeah, I will. I will go first. I will vote for Brett Austin. Brett I Austin. think I will too. Yeah. Oh, so there's three. There's no tie. There is no tie. Okay, there's no tie. Okay, Brett Austin. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Hell, what a run by the Razor Ramon. This Why do you hate this match, though? No, I don't hate it. It's just look at who they took out. Like, go back. Go back. Every fucking time I have to defend the other side of the coin. Like, the past okay. episodes, it's like, ah, it's frustrating for me, but. No, it is a great match. Like, okay, I will because I shot on it last episode. I do have to say, yeah, it's innovative. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's a technical masterpiece. It does a lot, but holy hell, the ascendancy of Austin is hard to. That's hard. That's hard to beat. All right, all right. So the next matchup, uh, the Triple Threat from WrestleMania 30, going up against Miz Cena. I think this is pretty clear here. Yeah, that's, WrestleMania 30. Yeah, does this yeah, need to be said? Cena, the joke now. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's a worthy. It's a worthy opponent to fall to. Like, like honestly. Moving forward, we got Brett versus Owen, WrestleMania 10, going up against Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair. This, this is tough. I think a unang tough matchup at that. No, I've got. Oh God! HBK Flair for me, man. HBK Flair. I that love is a WrestleMania match. It's. I'm sorry. I love you, sir. Okay, what, what you know what? Okay, no, sorry. I'm like sorry, Stan, but fuck you. Owen versus Brett. I think I've watched that match maybe like three times, three times this year. 
because it's so good. I might go like, back I, and watch. I, 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 well, that's the one. No, because that's the one that I keep going back to watch if I need to. Like, if you want to watch something that is both story and both technical and how you merge those two things, I watch this match. Eh. But, really? but technically, HBK flair. And, but, and I was going to say, it's not a technical flair. masterpiece. It is a great WrestleMania moment. It is one of the quintessential WrestleMania moments. But if you step outside of Mania, it's like... um. It's alright. Like it makes you feel things, but from a worker standpoint and somebody who appreciates, you know, the craft a lot more, I have to give it to I have to give it to the Heart Brother matchup. Not, not the Heartbreak Kid. Not the Heartbreak Kid. Sorry. Yeah, I am going to go for the Heart Foundation in this one. This is um... oh, Chino. I, I want to make this a tie. I want to make this a tie. Uh, yes, I'll vote for HBK. Yeah, you know what? So, you know what? No. Yeah, the only the only way that you can settle this fair is with a coin, coin flip. flip. Yeah, I, 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 I don't mind it going to a coin flip. Yeah, that's that's. Yeah. All right, Ryan, we, we call upon you and your coin. You have one there, would you? Yes, yes, I do. I do. All right, Tige. Uh, okay, three, Ryan. two. Ryan. Our producer is looking for a coin. Sorry, sorry. No, I'm invoking the services Hello. of babyface producer Ryan. Hello, hi. It's okay. you, have, you have a coin. Yes, I do. All right, together. You have a coin. Yes, I do. All right. All right, okay. Heads is Brett Owen and tails is HBK Flair. Please flip the coin. All right. Three, two, one. It's heads. Heads. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Brett, Brett Owen. So yeah, that's not a bad way to, to advance. Not a bad way to decide things. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. Next Next up, uh, we got the triple threat ladder match. Son of a bitch. Going Son up of a bitch. against Kofi Mania. Oh, this shit. Is the last uh, match Wait, now, this, this is the last match of the 16, right? Deepa. No, it's not. Not Deepa, Deepa. Halfway yes, pa lang. Okay. Tang ina. Kofi Mania. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm also going to go for Kofi Mania. I was going to go for the ladder match. Bigger oh, stakes, eh? Bigger stakes, kahit na may recency bias. May bigger stakes pa rin, eh? Yeah. Oh, we have TLC later anyway. Next up, Austin versus HBK going up against The Rock versus Hulk Hogan. Oh, oh. son of a bitch. Rock Hogan for me, like Rock Hogan, Hogan for me, Hogan a, Rock Hogan for me does a little bit more than Austin HBK. I would say Austin HBK still for me because they, this was peak Austin. Ah, uh, yeah, but Rock versus Hogan was, oh my God, that was something special, man. I will vote again to make it a tie, <laughs> uh, since it's pretty tough. Then, I think okay, uh, I so want to go with Austin HBK because coin flip number two, coin flip number two. Got it, two, Ryan. Let's do this. All right, back to back. Heads, Austin HBK, tails, Rock Hogan. All right, coin flip in three, two, one. It's heads. <laughs> okay, Austin HBK again. God damn it. All right, I think the last name is Sweet 16. HBK versus Kurt Angle going up against TLC1. 
This is this is tough. This I, I will, is I'll tough. give you this. I wonder if TLC I'm gonna one. vote to make a tie. I'm going TLC one. Sorry, Nick. Oh, so I'm, I'm going to go TLC one. Yeah. Yeah, I would yeah, think TLC about one it. When you think about it, because like TLC is a WrestleMania thing. Let's let's leave it at that. It would be an injustice. No, for... not, not, not exactly. I mean, unless you mean TLC one being a WrestleMania thing. TLC one, TLC one was a WrestleMania moment, and that's like. It's a modern WrestleMania moment that I think innovates too much for it not to be in the final four at the very least. Yeah, so. I agree. I'm gonna be with I'm I'm gonna agree with Kamas here just because the legacy of TLC one and how it spawned all of these car crashes at WrestleMania. Not na, na <laughs> yeah. fun, right? Unlike in Kurt Angle versus Shawn Michaels, now there are other showcases, there are other technical masterpieces, but Angle HBK isn't the best of them. Mm-hmm. All right. I agree. Sorry, George. Sorry, George. We're gonna have to go with TLC one here. I think yeah. the only is it the only clean? I didn't not the only clean sweep in this round. Indeed, hey, we have our elite eight. Let's move on. Let's and this is where it. things get really, really hard. Yes, it does. we whittle it down. All right, going back to the top of the bracket. WrestleMania twenty triple threat going up against Savage Steamboat. I think this. this is no, no. No, no. <laughs> no, no uh, why does it have to be this? God, hey, this, is how, this is how the game works, man. Yeah, it's how the, it's how how the game, game works. works. Triple threat. I'm, I'm voting for the triple threat. Wow. Even if I will okay. also cast a vote for the triple threat at WrestleMania 20. I'll give, wow. I'll give my reasoning after. I'm sorry. No, give your reason now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, do you it know, now, do it now. Okay, so you, when you look at... Because here's my thing with... Uh, that triple threat match with Voldemort. Everyone, everyone here who has nothing better to do, best go on YouTube, Dark Side of the Ring, go watch that. <laughs> okay, it's okay. Go watch that. And that's the reason, that's one of the reasons that I like if it comes down to this, if it came down to this type of a match where you have to pick between one of your one of your favorite matches of all time and one of the technical masterpieces that is taught to you that you try and study, that you you know, overanalyze and pick apart maybe twice, thrice a year. I cannot in good conscience say that I'm going with my head over my heart because that's not who I am, man. Uh, on that note, I will vote against you. I will vote for Savage Steamboat just because uh, uh, to me, it's a cleaner match. Uh, it, yes, is, it is. Set the standard, set the standard for what could be done in the ring back uh, at the time. Um, you, you didn't really get this kind of match back then in you know in the WWF in North American wrestling. It was so everyone, ahead of its time. It was so ahead had of to time. work uh, work on the fly, work uh, impromptu, improv in the ring. So I really want to see this get its due. So okay, um, I'm I'm gonna stick by my vote and I'm gonna keep uh, keep my vote on the triple threat just because when it comes to stakes. And people really getting invested in the match and in the players involved. I think mas umaangat yung triple threat over Savage Steamboat. I wasn't alive for Savage Steamboat, pero pinanod ko siya as an adult. And even then, I didn't have that sense of investment. Na shit, I really need Ricky Steamboat to beat Macho Man Randy Savage. But it, it was miserable basis then. <laughs> eh, but you know, yung iba yung triple threat eh, na everybody was rooting for Benoit. Like, there was no way people were going to accept a Shawn Michaels happy ending. It was not going to be a happy ending. Shawn Michaels was basically, basically a heel for all intents and purposes in that match. And nobody liked Triple H at the time either. Yep. Uh, 
I was so, actually okay. I am actually not gonna make this a tie. I am going with the triple threat because right. in terms in terms of moments, this stands out more. This is more memorable to me. Uh, okay. In terms of longer lasting impacts and legacy, I believe Chris Benoit, while we know we had he had a tragic end to his life, has one of the more longer lasting legacies. All right, so if you I'm make it this far, it if you make it this far anyway, you're you're pretty much good. Anyway, yeah, actually, no. Any, let, let it let it not be said that every every match that has made it to this round is must see. Like this is required viewing for yeah, anyone yeah, who listens to this yes. podcast. Yeah, yeah it's, it's what you, it's what you show people when they ask you what wrestling is all about. So it's not really a bad list to be a part of. That's true. So I'm I'm pretty sure we got the good stuff in. Anyway, moving forward, next uh, next bracket. Uh, Hart versus Steve Austin going up against WrestleMania 30 Triple Threat. Brian Batista. Are we applying the same logic here? This time I'll start. This time I'll vote for the Triple Threat. Why is that? For the same reasons you guys voted for the Triple Threat with uh, at WrestleMania 20. Yeah, let's make it uh, interesting for the final four. Triple threat versus triple threat. I'm gonna vote. Uh, I'm gonna vote for Brian Batista and Orton here. Sige. Let's make it fun. I can't. I can't in good conscience not vote for Stone Cold at this point. So I'm sorry. I love that match. Like I, I remember seeing this match like as a kid, and then my mom walking in on me and being like, "Holy shit, this guy is bleeding <laughs> that much." Yeah. And yep. then it was like this was one of the reasons like she sort of throttled my my wrestling watching patterns as a kid. <laughs> no, but this match in particular is one of the All reasons. Right. And I was like, I'm sorry, but it was magic and I love it. Okay, fair enough. I am Gina. also going to vote for oh, Austin no. Hart. We have a tie. <laughs> Austin <laughs> Hart is it's just so memorable to me. And it's my too good. It's too the good. The nine-year-old me will, will fight the 33-year-old me to All right. death if I don't vote for it. So I think both I think both Chinos will die in that fight. Yes. Anyway. Nine-year-old, ch- nine-year-old Chino can go, man. How dare you? <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, Ryan, we must call upon you once again. All right. For your coin-flipping powers. <laughs> All right, heads, uh, heart, Austin, tails, uh, triple threat. Please go ahead. All right, coin flip in three, coin. two, one. Oh. Tails. Yes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> All right. Again, so we're getting triple threat versus triple threat. Yes, we are. Once again, it's not a bad thing to fall in this round. No, it's not. Okay, the uh, next matchup: Brett versus Owen, going up against. Kofi Mania, I think. Uh, God damn it! Yeah, right? <laughs> so hard. I, I so live hard. for Gabs' reactions at this point. It's really enjoy. tough, I would say. No, I would you say. know what? Okay, you know what? Okay, I, I, I think about recency bias now. I think about recency bias and how much Kofi Mania, like that match, that build up, all of that. And then you look across the board and you're like, hmm, there was build up in it. The brother versus brother thing had a build up. It has a great package. It has a great technical wrestling. Was there Kofi Mania? God damn it! Okay, that was eleven years. Back, 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 back,
Pass oh, muna ako. Wait. Kayo muna. Kayo muna. No, no. I'm gonna start. I'm gonna start. Come back to me. Come back to me. That's right. I'm gonna start. I'm voting for Kofi Mania. Because Kofi Kingston is a person of color with no prior connection to the wrestling business, and he carved out this path for himself. So the meta narrative is rich. The kayfabe narrative is equally rich, and the moment was pure bliss when it happened, and I was there for it. I am also voting for Kofi Mania because I remember that build up that and, the, and that speech Kofi Kingston delivered. It still sticks out to me as one of the best promos I've seen in the WWE, and it just speaks to uh, to all of people of color, not just black people, but all everybody who's been held back, everybody who's been discriminated against. Uh, it resonates with all of us. And to see somebody succeed in such a big platform is just so inspirational. You know, it's bigger Brent, than some family drama. It's bigger you know, yeah, than exactly. Star Wars bullshit. Ex- exactly. Wait, come, don't use Star Wars and bullshit. <laughs> and come on. Stan, Stan, Stan. Stan, Star Wars? Camus and I will fight you, Stan. Hey, hey, Star Wars is, at the end of the day, an intergalactic family, uh, family feud. Stan? That's what it is. Stan. 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 <laughs> my lightsaber, my actual lightsaber will cut you the next time you walk into the balai. After you get yeah, it out of your ass? Because it's right up your ass right now. Actually, uh, the raw, that's, that's a really casual take because only the movies are a family drama. Yeah. Yeah. If you watch, if you, if you take the time to watch freaking Clone Wars, it's great. Anyway, Beardy, anyway, can we get back to the matter who, at hand? Yeah, comes from a guy who hasn't seen the prequels. But anyway, that's... Can we get back to the matter at hand? Uh, okay, my vote, Naman. Uh, while I love Kofi Mania, it's a great story in, in this modern era. Uh, when you get into the final four, I think you got to be cooking with gas here. So uh, as much as I love Kofi Mania, I don't think it holds up to Brett Owen to me uh, as a match. That's just my take on it. Um, God if damn it, it. Has to fall somewhere, it has to fall now. You know what? No, I'm. I'm sorry. I can't put this to a coin flip. Kofi okay. Mania. No, because I will say this. I will say this about Kofi Mania. When we got to see a variation of it live in Manila as the main event, I got it. Ne? I got it after that. Na parang. You can see you can see what they wanted to do, how they want to do it, and then we got like what version two, version three, version four of that match when they ran it back at WWE Live in Manila. And I'm still amazed at how good it is. Like we're not like okay, right now we're talking about how great it is for on multiple levels, but as a wrestling match, I think it will hold up. Like given the time, it will hold up. But right, yeah. Sorry. But yeah, like everyone, please go watch the the Heart Foundation brother versus brother match. It is too good to be ignored at all. And if it falls here, it falls here. Uh, again, all these matches are killer. So you just voted. You just voted uh, in favor of it, so it doesn't fall here at all. I know. No, no, it, no. It's no. I vote for Kofi Mania. Right. Doesn't fall. Uh, uh, Owen, Brandon Owen, fall here. All yeah, right, gotcha, gotcha. Falls, all right. Yeah. All right, Kofi Mania advances to the final four. Uh, not, a, not a bad pick at all. Moving on, moving on. Uh, Austin versus HBK going up against TLC1, sir. Oh, Ooh. Austin HBK. Austin what? HBK, I'm sorry. Austin HBK at this point. Yeah. I'm waiting for TLC1. Hold on. Uh, I'm going to uh, ask for a tie here and for a coin flip, and I'm going to vote for TLC1. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> How many time. coins the Tyrians overworked today? Kung ano siya kanina pa? Um, yeah, overworked. Really? <laughs> Ryan's do this. All right. Sorry, I'm, I'm, I really wanted to vote for TLC one. All right. Heads goes to Austin HBK and tails goes to TLC one. Please uh, go ahead. All right. Coin flip in three, two, one. Tails. It's yes. tails. No! <laughs> <laughs> what what have you have you we, can we, can we just for a second, like in the fall of Austin HBK, can we just say that Mike Tyson makes this match so much better? Yes. Sure. I, sure, I sure. second that opinion. Yes. Like we I don't think we talked about it at all, like in the arguments for this match. It was always Matic, okay, that's pretty great. That's pretty great. But for to have I think it's one of the best uses of a non wrestling entity ever mm-hmm. in using yeah. in using yeah. uh, him. And it's like guys, watch it for what what a masterclass in PR in PR work and how to use non wrestling talents properly is like well, you know, uh it's not just uh the company using the wrestling talent. It also has to it also comes down to the talent willing to be willing to play along the the way the company wants to use it, right? So it does take two to tango. That's true. That's true. I was voting in terms of character and the magnitude of personalities involved. And to me, Austin and HBK are some of the biggest names in the industry, especially when compared against the likes of uh, the Dudleys and the Hardys and Edge and Christian. All right. Okay. Totally fair. And it went down in the Elite Eight. So, okay. All right. So, move on to the final four and let's wrap this baby up. So, yeah. Uh, uh, Who's in the final four? Final four, the two triple threats. Uh, Kofi Mania made it to the final four and TLC won. So, a lot of added um, ruthless aggression and modern era stuff. So Man, the TLC one is going far. TLC one is going far. Oh my god! Old school, old school fans might uh, might hate us for this, but to be honest with you, um, WrestleMania only really started getting good uh, in the two thousands. So this is totally fair. Yeah, this is fair. Okay, hit it. All right, game. The first first final four matchup is the two triple threats. Okay, this is tough now. Which is uh, pretty much boils down to which is the bigger moment here. You Obviously, know, without you know what, right? WrestleMania, without WrestleMania twenty, you don't get WrestleMania thirty. That's what I was gonna say then. Apparently, like one had to die for the other to live. No, no, like, no. Uh, sorry, Kamas, let me cut you off here. I, I just want to add to Rose's point because without twenty, you can't get thirty. You can take it both ways. Eh? Pwedeng positive. Wedding negative, positive, because it set the trend, right? It for the under uh, the the indie wrestlers, yung mga may underground following. At the same time, looking at it from Triple H's perspective, if Benoit did not do what Benoit did, he wouldn't have had to make the same sacrifice in thirty to put someone like Daniel Bryan over once again. Oh fucking hell, man! Because I don't want to make this about which one do you like more. I know I think I like both equally. No, no, no. You, you like one more than the other, and we know that. 
there is one that you like more than the other. It's just when it when you boil when it comes down to it, I will I will make the case that twenty is more significant, needs more of our attention, needs to be put back on the pantheon of where it is supposed to be, regardless of what happened with Voldemort. Like Sorry, Chris Benoit be damned. Chris Benoit be damned. That man deserves more attention than it does, and that's why it has to go through to at least the finals for us. So yeah, I'm, I'm going to agree with Thomas here, because uh, if you remember the WrestleMania 30 match, and I think a lot of this is lost in history, because uh, a lot of people just remember the miracle on Bourbon Street and the moment when Batista tapped out to the yes lock. But not a lot of people rem remember anymore that there was a big part of that 30 match that Brian got stretchered out and he was basically taken out. And for me, that was a bit of a downer. It was unlike WrestleMania 20 when Benoit was there from bell to bell. And he was actually yeah, there I fighting. I, I, I totally agree with this. Um, obviously, they're on par when it comes to the level of moment. But uh, if we're going to boil it down to something far baser, um, we got to boil it down through the quality of the match. And I do think uh, the WrestleMania 20 lineup was hell of a lot better than the WrestleMania 30 lineup. So I'll definitely give it to the WrestleMania 20 triple threat. Yeah, yeah. I will also give it to the triple threat of WrestleMania 20 because of all the reasons you guys stated. All right. So with this clean sweep there. Yeah, the you second match of the final four is TLC1 going up against Kofi Mania. <laughs> oh, shit. Kofi Kofi Mania. Mania. It's an easy Kofi, choice for me. Kofi, Kofi, Kofi Mania. Mania. Yeah, Kofi Mania, man. Yeah. <laughs> really? DLC, this DLC match has had one hell of a run. It has. Yeah, just kidding. It yeah, has. Yeah, like, I, 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 I did not expect it to make it this far. I'm going to see us. I'll vote for it. I'll vote for it. I'll still vote for it. Okay, because like... I'm, over Kofi Mania, though? Legally? I mean, yeah, over Kofi Mania. Yeah, because I like... I... I would understand Rose thinking there, but it's a more fun match, honestly. It is. I'll give it yeah. And we do love our train wrecks. Yeah. But uh, uh obviously um one has to fall and it's a great run. So I think you guys are voting for Kofi Mania. Yeah, so the yeah. TLC one is the Rob Goddess of this March Madness. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so at least Kai Papana, Daniel Bryan makes it to the to the to the finals, right? So all right, here it is, your final match. WrestleMania 20 going up against Kofi Mania. <laughs> how, do you, how do you even, how do you even, how do you I even? I drain the brackets. Like I drain the brackets. I think it's in here. Yeah, this is I, the, the brackets. I told you guys. The brackets no, I, have a problem. You, sir, you, you guys wanted yeah, a random bracket. Yeah, the bracket. Oh, no, he's sir, right. I was, I was willing to make it uh, to to see all of this by quadrant by era, but no. But no, it's no, no, no. This is this is the most fair. This is the most fair. No, no, no. no. Uh, I, I think Kamos can relate to this the most. Feeling ko yung level of intensity ng twenty versus thirty in the final four. Yun yung totoong finals eh. Parang sa NBA, di ba? Like in this yeah. current era, yung Western Conference Finals yun yung totoong NBA finals. Eh. So yun yung nangyari yes. dito, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, so what's our call? What's your call? I'm sorry, no. I I'm okay, thinking. I'm, I'm just gonna say, WrestleMania 20. I'm gonna yeah. say this. 
this has recency bias all over it, no it matter does. who wins. It does. Right? One more than the other, for sure. Because I definitely, I mean, WrestleMania 20 was like 17 years ago, uh, 16 yes. years ago. But you're forgetting about the dark side of the ring, which Stan saw. Yeah, right? I'm, so I'm, I'm, not voting, sure. I'm not really voting uh, with that knowledge. So, uh, so if Stan does vote for 20, uh, who's to say that he's not affected, right? All right. Well, it, it is his vote, and his vote is valid. Yeah, right. So, oh, okay, that's fair. That's fine. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, it's worth considering. Okay, so 30. Huh? No, 20, sorry, 20. You're voting. Who's voting for WrestleMania I'm, 20? I'm, I'm voting 20. I'm also voting 20. I'm also <laughs> voting 20, yeah. <laughs> it is a clean sweep. Your greatest WrestleMania match so far in 2020 remains the WrestleMania 20 triple threat for the World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, Chris Benoit versus Shawn Michaels versus Triple H. Not a bad match to put up to put up on that pedestal, right? Yeah, yeah. Network, I'm gonna watch it right now. It is. It yeah, is. I'll probably watch it later as well. Yeah. Yeah. You can find so, it. Yeah. So if you have any negative reactions, definitely, I'm sure there there are people who might cry foul at how we're once again glorifying the the mur- double murderer and suicide. Uh, uh, Mike Lurid has thoughts on this. So I'm sure he Mike, does. I'm sure he yeah. will. Yeah. I'm sure he will. But obviously, this is not to condone what he did in his last uh, last days of his life, right? So no, of course not. We are not condoning anything he did. We're just yeah, acknowledging is- the fact that it was a great moment and a great match. Yeah, and there are two other guys who are not uh, criminals in this match as well. Yeah. At least none that we know of. Yeah, not that we know of so far. So if you have uh, any violent reactions or, you know, uh, concurrences, dissenting opinions, just hit us up. Yeah, hit, uh, hit us up at us at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast uh, on Facebook and on Instagram, on Twitter at Wrestling2XPod. Uh, you can also hit us up at underscore Stancy, at Roizwar, at Caveman Camus, and at Chino Supersized. All right, fellas, uh, before we get out of here, we'll pick of the week. But I'll... Yeah, I don't mind. I have picks. Um, yeah. Can I go first with the uh, yeah, Johnny Gargano Champa mm-hmm. promo? Like honestly, if it's gonna end and it's gonna end here, this is this is a good setup for the beginning of the end, and I'm looking forward to the match that actually has to take place now. All right, all right. I'll go next. Uh, I'll, I'll just go and pick Darby Allen versus uh, Kip Sabian from this week's Dynamite. Um, not the best match on the card, but is it's the match I like the most. All right, I'm uh, picking something. Okay, stand together. Oh, you go, you go I'm sure you're not gonna pick what I'm picking. Yeah, I'm gonna pick something that's super left field. I just saw a clip of the Velveteen Dream wrestling against one of my new favorite wrestlers right now, Orange Cassidy. This match was such a thrall. It's on YouTube. Uh, they did it in Evolve a few years back, and they just released it recently. It's such a thrall match. You just you have to see it to have a great laugh, and we all need a great laugh nowadays. Right. All right. And I'm going to pick Dark Side of the Ring, both parts, Chris Benoit. Um, it's, it's really a documentary worth watching, but I'm damning trigger warnings. Like, it gets really dark in part two. If you thought. Oh, yeah. One, if you thought oh, part one was dark, yeah, now, yeah, man. Uh, part two takes that darkness even further. So um, I advise you to watch it when you've got a relatively clear head, when you're not angry, when you're not really mad. When um, you're sober. Yeah, when you're sober. Um, hopefully, you're not really. 
um, inundated with all the bad news from all the idiots in our society. Uh, so yeah, uh, do give it two hours of your time. Definitely will on, on the weekend. All right, so yes. those are our picks of the week. If you have any others that you want to send our way, go lang. Uh, we have so much time on our hands. Um, Ring of Honor has been releasing a lot of classic matches. So, like I just saw the El Generico mixtape they put up. Um, wait, put wait, that that's up. wait, what, 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 what? Yes, what? There, there is an El Generico mixtape. Nutty. Yeah, uh, so my AJ Styles mixtape there. just jizz in his pants, right? I know, right? Yeah, yeah. So I probably uh, wanna... see a bunch of these, though. Yes, obviously. I have not. So that's why it's on my watch list. Yay. If you have any other recommendations, wrestling or otherwise, hit me up. Um, I might turn it down, though, because I'm still um, going through Basketball, The Love Story. That's a 62 short film masterpiece. Uh, I'm uh, trying to breeze through while we're quarantine lahat. Guys, day 12, palang atar, day 13. What the fuck? <laughs> but it's like half of the quarantine um, so far, right? So assuming they don't extend it, we've made it through half, and that is something to be proud of. We might have. They don't extend it. Yeah. So that's the sound that that Ring of Honor makes when you open their YouTube page. That's what it was. Because I'm like, oh, where's this? Oh, wow, there's a lot. There's a lot. We didn't hear it, Carlos. We did not hear it at all. I just hope you guys are taking care of yourselves. I hope you're taking care of your minds while we're all stuck in quarantine. The same way we're taking care of our quarantine beards. So, uh, yeah, just uh, I've, I've shaved mine a bit. I've shaved mine a bit. Oh, I speaking of, mine. Speaking of mine. taking care of uh, your minds, if you want to rant, if you want to talk wrestling with any of us, definitely our social media is open. You can just uh, message us on our personal Twitter accounts or our uh, Wrestling Wrestling Podcast account. So, uh, we, we should all just you know entertain ourselves one way or another. Yeah, yeah, if you need someone to talk to, if you need a professional to uh, to help out, there are some um, somebody, some organizations that um, are still active. Uh, they're willing to offer online services or to give Good, you a yeah. call if you need it. Um, I'm gonna retweet that. I because but somebody posted that in the Telegram group for the people who've been following the COVID nineteen updates. So I'm mm-hmm. gonna be uh, posting that on my Twitter um, right after we hit record. So just look for that on my feed. Also, uh, yeah. Yeah. also no, no, no. from our friends, the Cool Pals, they go live every single night of the week, Monday to Sunday uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, they, care, are with, they are with us through this entire fiasco. They talk about the latest updates and they make fun of everything else in between. So if you guys are looking for a good laugh, you can check them out. Also, uh, our friends from City People's Improv Theater, aka Spit, um, hold a uh, Zoom show online available on their Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash spit. I think it is Spit Manila. I might be wrong. Just Google it. Um, it's an improv show. Yeah, it's an improv show basically held um, on Zoom. So it's a no, it's a social distancing show. And tonight they have the same thing, but with a little PowerPoint presentation at the very beginning care of some improvisers from third world improv. So if you're tired of all the Netflix, if you're tired of all the... Uh, How can you be other, tired of Netflix? Other forms of content. There are porn. alternatives. There are other alternatives there that are not porn, that are comedy. There, that's, that's, that's what I was going to say. That's what I was trying to get out, Camus. Thank you for railroading my point. But basically, yeah. yes. 
there's comedy available for everybody because we all need a laugh. Yeah, and uh, just a last plug. Uh, go check out the PWR page. Um, our friends Red Oliero and Potestrada had a nice chat with DJP earlier uh, while we were all having lunch. So I was able to, to check in. So we're halfway through and I got through the last 30 minutes of it. It was a really fun conversation. Uh, they didn't just talk about wrestling. They talked about video games, uh, TJP doing mocap for WWE 2K. And uh, his thoughts on a lot of other stuff. So uh, go check that out since you know, we all have too much time on our hands. Yeah. Right? Anything else? Anything else? No, That's I'm good. good. That's good. good. Take us home, right. Sam. All right. Uh, thank you very much to everybody who's lasted this long and to all the people who've been, um, who've been part of this experience with us. So we've got at least two and a half more weeks to go before we're all free. So hang in there. Kaya natin to. And uh, on behalf of Babyface producer Ryan, who's doing a lot of the hard work behind the scenes, and our friends from Podcast Network Asia, who've kept us going with all the content that you've been consuming, and my co-hosts, Ro Moran, Raf Camus, and Chino Liao, my name is Stan C. Thank you very much. Signing out for this episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, and we are out of here. Peace. 